Hello, live from the SVB espresso oh. machine that I'm currently <laughs> competing for. Matt, you remember those old contests where they were giving away a car, like a radio station giving away a car, and you just had to keep your hand on it, and the last person to keep their hand on it gets the car? People would do it for like, you know, 72 hours straight. They would, they would pee their pants. <laughs> remember those? No, well, that's I don't what's know going what on in SVB right now. That's what's happening. That's how they're giving away the espresso machine. It's yet another manic Monday edition of Business Pants, joined as always by our Lord of the BS, Matt Muscardi. In today's ESG-scented rabbit cage called March 13th, 2023, a big pile of failure, Matt. It really is today. Before I hand it over to Matt, because Matt, you, you weren't you some kind of like banking sector expert at one point in your life? I once upon a time covered the financial sector doing ESG analysis of the post-financial crisis banks. Which that was explains what I did. one of the eight reasons why I hated you when I first met you. <laughs> yeah, you did You did not like me. Isn't that true? You didn't well, like well, me banking, very much. Banking, financial institutions, it's like, who understands that stuff? I guess you do. But uh, <laughs> So we're gonna, I'm going to hand it off to you. This is yeah. how it's going to work today. You're going to you're going to explain this fiasco to us. Then you're going to talk about the stuff that we do best, which is the who behind the failure, right? Because yeah. once again, this is the one thing that the press is not covering. They they always talk about these things like it's an entity, like it's a nameless, faceless, peopleless place, right? Just a bank, SVP. It was, so, and even when they talk about it that way, they talk about like the you know the failure of risk management. By this amorphous entity, amorphous blob, yeah, this blob of and, of corporateness. And let me add one other thing before I hand it off. We're talking about Silicon Valley Bank, which had a spectacular failure uh, on Friday. We have two yeah. other failures to discuss that happened last week. But I just wanted to say this. Uh, first of all, uh, f you, Silicon Valley Bank, because this Aww. makes our job exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> But I will say this, I will say this, that there was maybe 0.05% of the headlines this morning were about the Oscars. So for that, I thank you because I don't care. That is, And I was worried that I would have to cover uh, the Oscars from from our corporate perspective. Yeah, but nobody cares about the Oscars in the business press today. Nobody. You know what we lost out on? No. They also are, are like seeding for March Madness and um yeah. and we oh, lost true. out on that. We're and losing so, on everything. And we have right. to do March Sadness coming All right. up. We we can talk All about right. that on Wednesday maybe. Explain the failure. Take it over, Mac. Explain this. Okay, let's let's start with something to get us excited. <laughs> which is it's a big news day today. Sure. Because banks are failing everywhere. Oh. All right, here's what happened, okay? You've seen, I'm sure everyone's seen headlines about bank failures. Silicon Valley Bank is the 16th largest bank in the U.S., and it's the largest since the financial crisis to fail. Um, Here's a really short synopsis of Mm -hmm. of the mechanics of what happened, okay? First, interest rates go up because the Fed is raising them because the economy is bananas um, and they're trying to raise rates in Ukraine and Russia and lots of things happening, but interest rates go up. Silicon Valley Bank is uniquely positioned to get crushed by interest rates going up because of how that? their balance sheet is. Yeah. So okay. they okay. they they sit on a lot of cash, 
mm-hmm. that they can't deploy in the way a normal bank does because their cash is for funds. It's like, you know, it's for not fun? like... You say for fun? Yeah, fun Because that's what my cash is for, too. It's for... <laughs> It's not like it's not like, you know, you want to go to Six Flags, you go mm-hmm. to your bank and you've got like $12 in your savings account and you you realize you have to borrow money from your mom. Right. It, it's more like these are venture funds. The 50 56% of their fund like their deposits were effectively mm-hmm. cash from venture capital and private okay. equity bros, okay? Um and most of that money's uninsured. Right. So they can't deploy it like in a mortgage easily and it's uninsured. So they're sitting on a bunch of cash that they can't make very much money from. So they have to buy things like treasuries. And in order to make any sort of interest rate, they have to buy long dated treasuries and less liquid treasuries and they get killed more by interest rates. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, sure. Yes. Yes. Number two step Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. like destroying a bank. Freak out a tech bro VC private equity guy just freak out a tech bro yeah this is the interesting thing to me yeah go ahead so effectively what happens is they the bank in a series of moves talks about how they could use more money but they don't tell their clients or anybody that the tech bros in their circle because it's an insular circle all Mm -hmm. kind of talk to each other quietly like sending messages they're like calling their clients and being like pull the money out of silicon valley bank we're afraid they don't have enough money they're not liquid enough right so pull out and now there's all these stories about like the companies and the vcs and the private equity funds that pulled all their money out before everyone else and they're like high-fiving each other like see we got our money right so they freak out a tech bro and it starts with uh it starts a run on the bank so that step three is you pull your money and the run on the bank starts. Bank okay. collapses basically immediately. So Why? what you're saying, ostensibly, what you're saying is that if somehow they could have collectively not freaked out on mass, they could yes. have prevented this, which is yes. shocking to think how easy fact, it could have been to prevent it. The bank's assets are like very stable. This isn't the 2008 financial crisis right. where the bank's assets were all shit. And everyone freaked out and pulled their money and banks could have failed. This is, their bank's assets are great. They're fine. It's yeah. not the problem. It's just they're a little less liquid than they would like. Okay. And they need some cash now because all you morons keep pulling all your money out. And you know who you morons are? Yeah. It's rich VC bros talking to each other. Wine all, drinkers. All day long. Expensive wine it, yes. drinkers. For those of you who still actually use the platform Twitter... Uh, that exists. Yeah, there's a fascinating, fascinating posting this morning from Lulu Chang Maservi, who is the chief commercial officer at Activision Blizzard. But she talks about this very subject, Matt. She talks about how Silicon Valley Bank kind of released, a, put out a press release saying that they're raising more money, but they didn't exactly yeah. explain why. And then people started to get a little uncomfortable. It's a, it's a great. It's a great summary. So for those of you who care about platforms called Twitter, go look at it. I mean, mostly it. this is a bank failure of communication. That's yes. what she said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a lot of what this is. Right. And, but th- this is where it gets interesting because now that Silicon Valley Bank, everyone's freaked out about it. Now you're in a position where you freaked out, this is step four, freak out every rich person in America. Mm-hmm. The contagion here, mm-hmm. this is a one percenter bank run. 
Mm-hmm. Because probably, probably even 0.01 percent, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, maybe even 0.01 percent. Because what ends up happening is, for the, the deposits are only insured up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars by the FDIC, which means if you're wealthy enough to have more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars of cash in a bank, now every one of those people is thinking, I need to diversify my bank holding. I want all of my cash to be insured, right? Right. What do you do when you realize that you've got two million in a bank account, or seven million, or twenty million in a bank account? It's just sitting in the bank account, and it's in some sort of cash, or maybe yeah. it's in your like savings, like your grandma put it there. Um, and you realize that like most of that money is no longer insured. Well, what you do is you pull all that money out, and then all the other banks. What mm-hmm. we're seeing in the market today is banks like. First Republic or Comerica or, or Primerica or like all these little sort of mid-tier banks. Western Alliance, Zions. West, yeah, exactly. All these banks that um, have like a focus on high net worth people, mm-hmm. they're now petrified that their money isn't fully insured by sure. the government. And there's a big irony alert here. Okay. Because... People with that much money mostly hate the government. They hate taxes. They hate the they government. Hate, yeah, they hate taxes. Those people. Or in they regulation. really hate anyone yeah. taking their money. Mm-hmm. And now they're petrified that the government isn't involved enough with their money. <laughs> like they don't have yeah. enough insurance from the government sure, on their money. Yeah. So they're pulling the, the the risk here is that all the one percenters. We are about to have a trickle down, trickle down economics works. What, what it works to do is they all take their money out at the same time and then all the banks fail and then it, you and I can't get our money either. Right? Trickle down one percenter tiers. It is trickle down one percent economics, right? And for those of you who do need a place to stash your cash, I would call free float, board saber metrics, because yeah. we're a, a very sound place to invest your cash in. Yeah, well... In as much as well, we, we are have a no, place, we are a place. We have to zero returns, and, and yeah, we, are a place. we have. You can, in fact, for that money, we will mm-hmm. give you data on boards that you may or may not want. So, well, they do want it, but they all ahead. want it. So that brings us to the last element here, which is freak out the public, because after you freaked out all the rich people, and the government steps in and starts in sh- like guaranteeing deposits. Uh, even for people who aren't insured by the government. And it looks like a bailout, even though Mm -hmm. Biden just came out and said, no taxpayer money is being used. This is not a bailout. We are simply, they're basically facilitating a transition to another bank. So they're temporarily facilitating this. Other um, major banks are now getting hammered, Um, especially banks that are like consolidated with high net worth people. Their stocks are getting hammered and everyone's afraid that the insurance isn't enough and honestly, who's got two hundred fifty thousand dollars or more in a in a bank account? Do you? You have that. I would much, love. But I would love. I would love that to be the case. I mean, Ari, the data queen, has like seven million in a single bank account. I, but I think but it's in the Bahamas. Can I just say to your point though? I don't know that the the public cares about this. I, just quickly, Boston Globe, Boston.com, Here's the main headline: What forecasters are saying about the nor'easter coming Monday night? My That's local true. paper. Coming, yeah. My local paper, Portland Press Herald. As a main distillery grows, so does worry over whiskey fungus. <laughs> I'm serious. In the USA Today headline, President Biden greenlights controversial Willow project in Alaska. So I don't even know if people care other than 
idiots like us. Yeah. Well, so that's that. Then that's it. So that's the yeah. what happened. That's the basic that's the mechanics what. of I like it. And you can get that data anywhere. So I'm glad sure. we shine no new insight <laughs> for you. Um, yeah. But our insight comes in the who happened. Yeah. Let's do it. Come on. All right. I feel like we need um, some uh, some music for this. Some kind of something. So are, some transition. Ready? I'm the same. You're going the same. Yeah, because you got to get pumped up for who. <laughs> the, the real news here is who. Yeah. It isn't what. It's who. As ever, I've organized this conversation in three parts. Oh, so exhausting. Three and a half parts. Mm-hmm. And you are going to fill in all the. Parts oh, I'm going to pepper you some delightful uh, analysis. First up. Mm-hmm. If you want to know, um, uh, this is a step-by-step guide to a, a bank, starting a bank that guarantees groupthink and lack of diversification and fails up. Because the first thing you need to do, oh, by the way, diversification is outlawed in Florida, so don't do it there. But the first thing you need to do mm-hmm. is find some failed up white male bankers to run your bank. Okay, that, that actually seems like an easy enough task. It's not hard. Yeah. No, it's not hard. So just to, just to give you an yeah, overview. Give me your failure list. Here's my short failure list. Um, Beck, who's the CFO. Um, that would be, is, uh, yeah, that would be um, Daniel Beck, CFO at Silicon Valley Bank. Anyway, SVB Financial. SVB Financial, which is the mm-hmm. parent org to Silicon Valley sure. Bank. Um, uh, Danny Beck's is ex-Freddie <laughs> Mac. Yeah. He came from Freddie Mac. He yeah. was um, he led accounting, accounting policy through 2006. And then right after that, he went to Wells Fargo, where he was giving home equity loans Is that through 2008. Oh, brother. Yeah. So he was the one lending people with no money more money on their houses uh, at Wells Fargo Matt, as part of I, that. Yeah. When I'm president, I'm definitely going to, I'm going to, in part of my new regulations, is there going to be some clause that if you're involved with things like Freddie Mac or mortgages at Wells Fargo, you have to, you're, the best job you can get next is like maybe a bookkeeper at a local auto mechanic, you know, like a, but, but like a mechanic with like, you know, 15 employees, not nothing, you know, nothing too small. It's a good job, but you don't I know, get I to, think, you don't I get think to go you to should SBB. be allowed to get more important jobs. I think you should be an advisor in how to not Not give home equity loans or accounting policy. Right. Um, like this should be something like that. CFO might be, Mm -hmm. might be a a bridge too far. Uh, Who else? Who else we got for failure? Uh, then there's a Cadieu, the Frenchman. Uh Oh yeah. Um, Mark, 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 Mark Cadieu, who's the COO. Um, and I just wrote down, he sponsors the women employees here. Um, uh, he's you're talking about the chief credit officer. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Chief mm-hmm. credit officer. Right. Sure. Um, but he unironically is the sponsor for women employees. Dan, Danny Beck is, is actually the sponsor of black right? employees. Yeah. Okay. These are the, Vivek came out today and said that like, and there's a bunch of places saying SVB was woke, and that's why it's getting bailed out. We'll cover that Wednesday. Let's try. Let's yeah, try we'll cover to stay it then. Topic, Suffice yeah. it to say that the white men are sponsoring all the diversity. So, well, I I, I will notice one thing about uh, the three major failures last week. That would be silver. What, I'm sorry, Silvergate, Silver, Silvergate Capital, Signature Bank, and SVB. All of them dominated by white men. Just saying, uh, uh, unusual, yeah. even unusual for our the world that we cover. I'm just saying. I'm not making Un- a. I'm unsurprised. Here. Okay, um, keep going. But here's the next failure, um, yep. and it's uh, the COO, Phil Cox. 
Phil Cox was ex Lloyd's banking group in okay. in 2008. And what was you, wrong with them? If you tracked Lloyd's, yeah. Lloyd's had all sorts of banking programs where they were effectively um, they had these loans called buy to let loans where they were giving people loans on um, that so that they could uh, basically lend out their houses, rent out their houses, but the, all of those were underwater and it was, oh. and then they were charging interest. It was like a sure. big the mess. nightmare mess, okay. financial crisis. That's Phil um, Cox. Mm -hmm. That's Phil Cox. Um, the president of the bank. Yes, this is a good one. Michael Deschanel. They really like the French guys. Yeah. Um, is... Ex-Arthur Anderson. Yeah. So guess when he stopped working at Arthur Anderson? Well, he, he stopped when it stopped. <laughs> when it stopped. Yeah, 2002. <laughs> you know what I found? I found, this is, okay, he's an interesting case because, uh, first of all, he was the former CFO at SVB Financial, and somehow he stayed around as the president of the bank. I don't really know what happened there. It sounds shady to me. Like, he, he got demoted in some capacity. But... Uh, Lateral he, move, lateral. That, this dude scrubbed his LinkedIn page. It no longer exists. Uh, really? Yeah, I found that out this morning. It is gone. So I don't know what's going on with this dude, but it doesn't surprise me that the guy who was listed somewhere as the head of financial services at Arthur Anderson scrubbed yes. his LinkedIn page in light of this collapse. After so, this so happened. So good going, yeah. Michael Deschanel. Good going. Nicely good scrubbing. Done. Yeah. Uh, so obviously there's a bunch of white men failing up, but even worse. Mm -hmm. So the, then the, the women obviously who's involved in this is all the management team. The women involved in the management team are in no particular order. The head of HR, mm -hmm. the head of marketing mm -hmm. and the chief risk officer. Now, the chief yep. risk officer is the one that's interesting yep. because she started in January of 2023. She started two Wait. months ago. Okay. The prior chief risk officer, who she replaced, stepped down in April of 2022. They Good had nice no chief there. risk officer for almost a full year. Well, None. that explains how they ended up with a woman because they were just like, "How do we? How can we not find a man? Are we going to actually have to hire a woman?" Like, so on the executive team, the chief risk officer is usually like a compliance driven role. Like it's, it's, it's the person in the room who's like, no, we can't do that. Mm -hmm. And they obviously gave that to a woman. It's like, uh, so that somebody who they could all sit around afterwards and be like, Oh gosh, she's so shrill when she says no, like you can imagine it, right? You can C see it. In your yeah. Head. Can I tell you, can I interrupt for a second? Can I tell you that, that as w once again, our horrible snarky humor here is all based in fact, because <laughs> No, 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 I'm serious. Because of the three companies that failed last week, they were all dominated by men. And yet, each one of them had a female chief risk, risk officer. Risk officer. Yes. That's the bank so this equivalent. Is, this is, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it is, this is, this was common even when I was doing, looking at these banks. It, it's the bank of, equivalent of like head of legal um, like it's the it's the mommy role, right? Like mommy yes, it, says yes. no, but I want to do it anyway. That's right. what that role is. Yeah, it's unbelievable, so, unbelievable. So that's step one to this step by step guide. You find some failed up white male bankers to run the bank, which you they did. Yeah, hey, let me tell you what you forgot to mention. Uh, SVB Securities Chief Administrative Officer Joseph Gentile was the right. Wait for it was the uh, CFO of Lehman Brothers Global Investment Bank uh, oh. until 2007. 
What? Yeah, so right at the right at that right at that collapse and he started his career at Arthur Anderson. Did he really? Yes. You're laughing. Did he make it to 2002? You're laughing, but this is all uh yeah, all true. This is all real. Um yeah. and this is all on the interweb. So yep. step 2 then in your bank that guarantees groupthink is lend mostly to one cohort, specifically in this case tech bros because they're super cool like just lend to tech bros yeah this is where paul krugman said that they, they should have called this bank schmoozing and vibes bank that's what he it thought was, that should that's be called, legitimately yeah. what it is 56 percent of their loans went to tech venture private equity funds now okay. in case you don't know about those funds women make up an estimated eight percent of venture capitalists so this okay. is a 92 percent male cohort Roughly. Which is reflected in their leadership and boards, right? Yes. 14% of their loans went to the, quote, innovation economy influencers to give them mortgages. That could be us, no? It is not. It is the founders of Mm -hmm. startups and tech venture capital Uh, funds. That's what it is. Their version of economy influencer Mm -hmm. is startup tech bros. So they're basically lending to the funds themselves mm-hmm. and then lending to the founders and executives of those funds so they can buy houses for themselves. You know, you know what this also explains to me, you know what I found about, about the board at SVB financial. What? Uh, seven out of the 12 members uh, have degrees from Stanford. Yeah. That makes sense. That right? makes some sense here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is libertarian. You. Seven out of 12. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a lot of group think. Yeah. Now, on top of lending them for their houses, right, mm-hmm. like the economy influencers, you also will find that 2% of all of SBV's loans, 2%, well, they had $220 billion in loans. 2% of that were mm-hmm. for, quote, premium wine producers and vineyards. Okay, okay. So, so this is basically the tech bro fund mm-hmm. plunks their cash in your bank. As a thank you, you give the tech bro fund founder a loan for their house and then maybe another loan for the vineyard that they bought from sure. all their venture capital money that they made. Right. Right. I mean, you got so to party, party somewhere. You got to go somewhere to show off and party. Someone. Yeah. Someone's got to throw the party. And 21% of our overall lending went to startups and companies themselves, mostly in the Silicon Valley sphere. These are all like some mix of, you know, mid-stage and early stage. They had some late stage, but it was mostly mid and early stage companies. Mm -hmm. And just so we're clear, there's an estimated 2% of funding for startups that go to women. 2%. Think about that. 2%. 2% 2% of the of the num- the, the the monetary number goes to women. So you are talking about oh. they lend 92% of their money to um, men who are running venture capital firms. 98% of their money likely go to men who so the, are running the, the, the startups. So the women can't even get 8% of the capital. They 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 so no, 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 no. To the eight percent that they actually get money, they only get two percent of the. They capital. only get. <laughs> I mean, geez, no, no, eight percent no. of the venture capital, like the the venture yeah. capitalists, are women. That's what I'm saying. But they don't they even get giving, that full eight percent. They don't even the, get that the, much money. The piggy no, bank. no, no, they, they, no, no, they That's get much crazy. less. Crazy, just craziness. So summing that up, eighty-one yeah. percent are loans to what are likely mostly white, mostly male borrowers, and one cohort. Like tech startups, effectively. Okay. 
Well, maybe this would be a good time for me to talk about, or do you have something else you want to add to that? Well, no, I'm going to go on to my next step, okay. which is monitoring risk without actual risk professionals. Well, before you get to that, then let me talk a little bit about the, the, what I found about our own data, the, the, the board level influence, because I think it speaks to what you're saying, which is you know, keeping it insular, right? Keep, keeping yes. it all in one room. So here's what I found about, about all three companies. Silvergate Capital, they announced last Wednesday that they were ending operations. Influence on that board is controlled by two long-tenured directors, two men, 46% of the board influence, okay? Two men. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Uh, you also might want to know that the, the board chair at Silvergate Capital was the former senior attorney at Silicon Valley Bank. <laughs> just so you're just so you're aware uh so that's he how was, that what's that he i think not silvergate oh yeah silvergate oh that's silvergate. nice that's a nice silvergate oh. capital yeah yeah At it's hard C to get keep them as silvergate svb signature what's the deal yeah as signature bank board influence also is controlled by two long tenure directors, founding directors. Again, these are all men that I'm talking about. Two sure. men control 67% of the board influence, right? Yep. And then an SVB, the one that we're everyone's talking about, at that uh, their board is controlled by four long tenured men that control 53% of the influence. That includes the CEO and three guys who went to Stanford. So you kind of get the overall. <laughs> I get a vibe. Picture I'm painting here with our data, right? Yeah, I get, the, I get a you vibe. You've, yeah, you've done a really. Well, I point this out because this is what, you know, ESG ratings companies like MSCI miss because they, they don't see any of these connections. They, they're not too able busy. To, they're not woke, able to articulate they? like the actual power board within a board, the actual power sphere that we can articulate. Well, they're just saying bu they're busy measuring flowers and I'm just saying hugging brown just people. I'm saying I'm not. All I'm right. Not so the next step here is to yeah. monitor risk without any risk professionals. Okay. So I already said they had zero chief risk officer for nearly a year. Mm -hmm. Okay. In that time, they have a risk committee of the board that includes there's seven people on the risk committee. It's the largest committee of this board. Yeah. It includes the following. The ex-CEO of Palm and 3Com, which does like Ethernet cords, who sure. went on to do venture capital. A consultant from Accenture whose specialty was in outsourcing stuff. Uh, the board chair, Kay Matthews, who pri prior worked mm -hmm. at Ernst & Young, working with tech companies and venture capitalists. Okay. Someone who actually worked at the Treasury Department, except that she didn't work in the banking part of Treasury. She worked in the investment part of Treasury. A private equity, um, uh, a woman who worked in private equity after working at Bank of America, which sounds good, except that she was in technology and ops at Bank of America. And then a fintech uh, startup guy from like the 80s who is a winemaker now. Oh. So, so you have a risk committee made up of no one who has financial risk background in banking. Sure, sure. To make up for that, though, mm -hmm. they um, they have a bigger risk committee than any other committee, even though they have no chair of the risk committee, according to their proxies. They well, did not label a chair of the committee. The rule of have thumb, you seen that before? 
Uh, that I have not seen. But I will tell you the rule of thumb in committee world, in, in governance committee world, is that the bigger the committee, the, the less that really that's happening. Then there's, yes, a, correct. there's nothing being achieved, right? It's basically the board shows up to another board meeting. Well, they right? didn't just show up one time or two times or three times. Yeah. They met 18 times in 2022. Wow. So something was afoot. Times. Clearly something was going on. Something was stinking. Yeah, well, when you have no chief risk officer sure. yeah. to come give any information to the board about risk, right. then your committee meets 18 times freaking out about A, not having a chief risk officer, and B, does anybody know how to measure risk? Because we don't have a chief risk officer. Maybe and, we should meet a lot. And this doesn't surprise me because of what I'm reading in the news is that the, the warning signs were happening in 2022 because there was talk that yeah. p- Peter Thiel's Founders Fund, they withdrew their millions. Uh, there, there's talks of, of early people kind of smelling something. Yeah, those are the tech bros out. that got freaked out. Yeah, yeah those are yeah, the ones. Exactly, right. Um, and. And there were signs. And then finally, all you have to do is act surprised that any of this happened and rinse and repeat because Signature Bank, which you mentioned already, they are they had a lot of crypto deposits. And that's mm-hmm. one of their downfalls that the mechanics were very, very similar. But if you look at the who on Signature Bank, Signature Bank, unlike SVB, only held four meetings of the risk committee in 2022. Hmm. And the risk committee was comprised of the founder and CEO of the bank, the incoming CEO of the bank, who was the sure. COO, right. the other founder and board chair <laughs> of the God. bank, is, oh, who geez. was the chair of the risk committee, yeah. uh-huh. a boomerang board member who uh-huh. was a board member for like five years and then has come back recently, who runs sure. a real estate advisory, and then two token women, one of whom was a VC and the other one the CEO of Heineken USA. So nobody cares what you're saying. Nobody cares about risk. Nobody cares about risk. You mentioned Signature had like two male founders who were running Mm -hmm. the the influence of the company. Mm -hmm. They both sat on the risk committee. So do we think absolutely (laughs) insane? That's bananas. So that's how it. That's that's my version of the who. But you have a lot more on. I don't. I don't have a lot more. I've covered it. I think the one thing that we should point out is that you know the the. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, they're already linking this to relaxed Dodd-Frank provisions on regional lenders, right? They're already, uh, Trump rolled back those regulations. But I wanted to specifically mention that in 2015, SVB CEO Greg Becker also uh, lobbied the government uh, for these rollbacks, arguing it would otherwise lead to higher costs for customers and quote, stifle our ability to provide credit to our clients. Uh, he said that SVB does not pose systemic risks, uh, blah, 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 blah. So he, so he himself lobbied <laughs> to Oops. have uh, even, even less risk oversight over his institution, the, the CEO himself. So, and so then Trump listened, right? Trump listened. Yeah, he lobbied in 2015. Trump actually did roll back these provisions in 2018. Just wanted to point that out. I mean, look, the, 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 the fact is, if there's somebody you want to be angry at, if you yeah. are in one of the industries, in fact, I saw that like Etsy was one of the mm-hmm. SVB clients who didn't have access to their cash and was telling everybody, all the small businesses who sell on Etsy, we can't pay you until we have, get access to that cash. It's like they basically, so they're, they, we're talking about like 
you know, the when you look at who sells at a place like Etsy, it's disproportionately women and people of color because it gives them access right. to a marketplace and, um, where they wouldn't normally have access, right? Sure. So, so n- the trickle-down effect here is actually going to impact real people and their real lives mm-hmm. because of you know decisions made at this level. But if you're looking for someone to be angry at, the people to be angry at are A, a board who couldn't find a chief risk officer, largely didn't care about risk, didn't have any they, risk professionals. On they could it. find the dining hall at Stanford University, though. They definitely, easily, yeah. yeah. They didn't even need a map for that or mm-hmm. a tour guide. Yeah. They could find their way into a winery party, party sure. because they lent A rager, a winery rager, yeah. But it's really like the reason why SVB collapses is tech bro fear. This is a one percenter bank run. This is... Yeah. People in a sphere who all hang out at parties in Silicon Valley and they make phone calls to one another and it's like that bro-y, hangout-y thing that's happening where they all freak each other out mm-hmm. about the possibility that someone like is going to div- not allow them access to their money and they all pull out at the same exact time. That's uh, what's happening. One One last tidbit here. Uh, so there were whispers of liquidity issues, I guess, reportedly back in December 2022, as, as founders started to quietly bail out, right? So that's what's going on. CEO Greg Becker, at, at the end of January of this year, uh, filed a uh, sold $4 million in shares in the company. <laughs> and, and it's Oops. the first time that he's done this in over a year. So congratulations, CEO Greg Becker for cashing out just at the right moment. I like that. Look, the, the lesson of all these things mm-hmm. is there are there are mechanical reasons for these things, but there's always a who. And there's That's what we do here. We're the who. No more than you do before you do. There's people with influence over the decisions and how they happen. Like if you want to know like how a, a, a press release goes out that freaks out all the tech bros, you have yeah. to ask who released it and what were you they have thinking? To ask us. Nobody yeah, else is covering us. the who. Nobody else. No one else. No one else cares until they regulate it later, and then they try to send one to je- someone to jail and it doesn't work. That's all we got. That's a lot. Come on. That's stop. a lot of SVB talk. I'm There's done. pages and pages of research that we didn't even cover. You're welcome. I know. We didn't You're even welcome. get to all of it. We didn't even. Uh, but that's it for now. Come back tomorrow for corporate theater, and on Wednesday. Oh yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday, we have Woke Wednesday, and we'll take the woke angle on all this, right? We'll cover the woke, woke angle on this. Are we getting yeah. going to get somebody to come on? Haven't we been talking to? Uh, uh, well, we'll talk about Doug we'll from see. Jersey. We'll see. We'll see. Let's see if we can get somebody to come on and talk woke SVB and whether or not you can be too woke to fail. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>